Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 106, and I am talking about the project mentality. Um, I'll be super honest because I don't really know any other way to be. Um, as I was trying to come up with my um, podcast idea, I had this idea that felt really great until I started writing down notes. And then I went, nah, uh-uh. Um, anyway, so I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about that. And I went and searched because I'm like, have I really not done a podcast on this before? It's entirely possible that I have, which make whatever. Anyway, here we go. The project mentality. But before I do that, I want to make sure that you know that, uh, if you go to a, if you go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S, you can see all of my podcasts listed there. Um, and hop around or start from the beginning. Thank you to those of you who emailed me to let me know that, um, my iTunes feed had cut off at a hundred. I think I have fixed that. Um, what that means is it was cutting off the first five podcasts and, um, it just really tickled me that the people who emailed said, well, basically that they had listened to those before, but they wanted to go back and listen to them again. So, um, anyway, they should all be there in iTunes. If for some reason they're not, they are at a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Um, you can also sign up for the podcast emails there. That means that hopefully, even though my email service has given me some irritation lately, um, hopefully you will get, uh, an email within 24 hours after a new podcast comes out. So even if you're subscribed via iTunes, which is very helpful for me, if you're subscribed there, but, um, because that helps other people find out about the show. Um, even if you're subscribed on, (coughs) on iTunes, sorry about that. Uh, you will get the show notes delivered to your inbox. Um, which just makes it easier instead of having to go look for things. If I mention it and you want to check out that link that I mentioned. Okay. Um, the other thing for you to know is that 14 days to opening your front door to guests is ready and available immediately for those who have pre-ordered how to manage your home without losing your mind, how to manage your home without losing your mind is ready to go. Like it's out on November 8th. That is, I think 19 days away, which is just a little crazy, but it also, um, like it's done. I mean, I, they overnighted me two copies of the actual book itself, like the real book exactly as it's going to be in the bookstores. So there is nothing left for me to change. I'm a little freaked out, but oh, well, is it bad that I'm purposely not looking at it? Cause I'm like, if there's a mistake, I mean, there can't be cause I, anyway, whatever. (sighs) It's there. It it exists. But what's exciting is if you pre-order that, meaning you will receive it hopefully on the day that it comes out on November 8th, which is two weeks from next Tuesday. Um, if you pre-order it and then go and fill out the form to claim your pre-order bonuses, you actually immediately get access to, 
um, 14 days to opening your front door to guests. And that is, um, after you hit submit, after you put in your order information, um, this does not happen automatically when you order somewhere, you have to come and claim those bonuses. Um, anyway, when you hit submit, you get immediate access to that ebook, um, that will talk you through getting your house ready for guests, the mentality necessary for hosting people in your home, but also, um, just giving you that, um, plan. Basically it's the plan I used when my house was a total disaster. And it's the plan I still use now that I've learned how to manage my home without losing my mind. Um, anyway, that is there. The other things that will be pre-order bonuses is, um, printable, um, printables of the four habits that are going to be in different sizes that you can put in different types of frames so that you can check them off with a dry erase marker, um, or, a whatever those vis-a-vis, whatever those markers are that remember back when people used overheads and not smart boards. Anyway, um, you can use those to check them off on the glass and just reuse that every day if you wanted to. Another thing that will be part of the pre-order bonuses is access to a four-week book club that will start not the week of November 8th, but the week after that, um, where we will um, talk about things in the book that'll be private for those who have claimed those bonuses. So um, for pre-ordering. So anyway, um, that will obviously be in the show notes. I will have a big old link to that, but it's also everywhere on my site too. Okay. So we are talking about my house is not a project and I have really bad news. Your house is not a project either. So 14 days to opening your front door to guests is a guide to going from totally overwhelmed or just whatever state you're in to being able to open your front door to guests. But that is not, that is not a long-term fix. That is a short-term project and it's necessary. I mean, you know, everybody needs to put a little extra oomph into things when they're going to be hosting people over I don't actually consider it to be something to impress people, even though obviously, yes, that is part of the goal, but it's also just so that everybody can be comfortable so that you're not worried about, oh my goodness, what did I forget? It's really being thorough and getting yourself ready so that you can then relax and enjoy your time with your guests because that's what actually matters. But that is a project. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with projects. It is a, let me start today. Let me make a plan. And then people are going to open the front door. I have a project brain. I love projects. Now, if you would have asked me when I was in school, do you love projects? I would have said, no, I don't like projects because I didn't like, you know, being made to make a diorama out of a shoebox or a diorama, whatever it's called. Um, I, that is not what I'm talking about, but so I think over, I didn't really realize that I was treating my house like a project. So this, um, 14 days, to getting your home ready for guests, that is, um, that was how I, that's what I thought it meant to clean my house. Like now I view that as a project. It's getting ready for a specific event. In my mind, I thought I was getting my house under control, but the problem is when it's a project, I throw myself completely into it. I love the planning of it. Um, which is what that guide is. I love the, um, the 
you know, executing things and seeing progress and watching things happen. And then the big finish, which with that obviously was when people rang the doorbell and I let them inside and we enjoyed our time together. However, real life is not a project. Okay. There is no big finish that I can go, "Ah." you know, this is why I loved theater. I loved putting things on stage and, you know, paying attention to every last detail because I could control every last detail. And obviously there were things that were out of my control, but the more I controlled, the less, you know, chance there was that something was going to be messed up by the few things I couldn't control. So, I mean, control, 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 project mentality, lots of big applause. I'm done. (sighs) And then guess what would happen to me every single time? Pretty much. I'm not gonna say every single time, but pretty much every time after I did that big project, I would get sick. I mean, y'all know if you've been listening to my podcast that even though my voice is a thousand times better than it was four weeks ago, it's still not great because I was sick for a month. You know why I was sick? I mean, obviously germs, germs are gross, but my defenses were down because I had been throwing myself into you know, finishing up the book, doing the audio book. I also that same week had those videos that I did all day, one day with a real video crew and everything, which those will be, I'll release those soon. Um, but all these different things that were going on and I was throwing myself into it, which is kind of how I like to do, but I got exhausted and I got sick. Okay. Or even when I didn't get sick, I would get this in general with projects, doing a play, um, having, you know, getting my house ready for whatever, throwing a birthday party, um, sometimes even making a quilt, painting the kitchen, whatever. I would just crash when it was over because I'd be running on adrenaline on this project mentality and I enjoyed that. And then it was over and it was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm done. And that was the problem. That was the reason why I didn't know what happened in the three days between party ready. I love how my house looks like, how my house looks right now. I've just got to keep it this way. And total disaster. Oh my goodness. What happened in the last three days since we had the party? It's back worse than it was before I started cleaning in the first place. I mean that I didn't know what happened in those three days. The problem was I thought my house was a project. And so I had this huge letdown. Once the party happened and then because of the letdown, because of the big finish mentality, I thought I deserved a break. And I thought that I shouldn't have to do the little piddly things because I just did all that work and got it perfect. Okay. That was my project mentality. But, and as you know, I... I believed like with my whole heart to the point I would have argued you up and down, which is one of the reasons I'm sometimes surprised that you guys even pay attention to what I have to say, because I'm like, I don't know if I would have listened. I really don't know if I would have been, if I would have listened to the person telling me I've been there, I promise you, because logically it just made so much more sense to me that I needed to clean my house from top to bottom and then start with habits. Um, because it didn't make any sense to do any sort of maintaining when the house was a disaster. I mean, that just, it it just did not make sense to me, but I started with habits 
simply out of desperation. I don't know what else to do. I just know that my kitchen is always a disaster. I'm just going to focus on that. Those habits made such a huge impact, bigger than I ever could have imagined. Like my house was in better shape on a longer term basis than it ever was when I was constantly doing a project, letting it go to disaster, doing it as a project again, letting it go back to disaster. I was actually making that, that coveted traction. Okay. So part of it, my point is I had to accept that my house is not a project. It's a series of mundane, boring, which I mean, honestly, in our house, boring is a bad word. Like my kids are not allowed to say that word. So there's no, I have an answer for when they say they're bored. I mean, they're just not allowed to say it. It's just, it's like a bad word. I mean, really. And then they all come to me. They all came to me at some point in their life and said, so-and-so said boring. And I was like, well, technically it's not really a bad word, except in our family, you're not allowed to say it because you know, if you say you're bored, it's your own fault. So you better go figure out something to do. It's because you're not using your brain. You're not using your imagination, your creativity anyway. So, um, but some of these tasks are boring. (laughs) I'm just being honest. They are. And, and so I didn't like to do boring stuff. I like to do exciting things and they're maintained mundane. They're repetitive. They consistently get back out of control again and again and again and again. And so by letting go of the idea that it was better for me to just buckle down and throw myself into it and to clean as a project instead to say, you know what? That doesn't work. My house is not a project. It doesn't have a beginning, a middle and an end. It only has a middle. That's it. Okay. Um, then it allowed me to kind of chill out and say, this is just the way it is. My house isn't a project. If I ever treat it that way, it's never going to work. I've tried it a thousand times. It's never going to work. Um, then I'm able to just kind of accept the fact that these mundane daily things are the thing that's more important than big cleaning sessions. Okay. Um, and the beauty of that was once I accepted that, and once I just went ahead and said, you know what, this is what I have to do. Then I didn't have to have the big cleaning sessions. I mean, yes, I still do. I still have to do decluttering projects. I still do, you know, okay, let's get this, you know, let's get this room. It's gotten kind of, you know, just blood clutter all over the floor. Um, yes, we still have to go in there, but as a whole, my entire house is no longer a project. It's like it eliminated the project in a way that shocked me and surprised me. And I didn't know was possible. Like it eliminated that because the daily stuff, it's amazing the impact that that has in preventing the project. Okay. So my, um, I mean, one of the things that I would say, okay, so the dishes are number one. You know that if you've ever listened to anything I've ever said or read anything I've ever written, the dishes are number one. Obviously, that is the number one thing that has to be done. If those aren't done, it just kind of piles up, everything else piles up on top of that and it just doesn't work. But the dishes are, have to be done. Sweeping the floor is great. Um, it's a, it's an important habit that helps me break through my slob vision. Um, checking the bathrooms for clutter is great, but 
the five minute pickup, I am telling you that is like magical. And it's especially, okay, that was my phone vibrating. I turned it. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if y'all heard that or not, but it kind of sounded bad. Um, it was a little vibrate sound anyway. Sorry, I have teenage boys, so that's where my brain goes. In case you didn't hear it, um, then I'm just embarrassing myself on my own. Anyway, um, but if you, uh, what was I talking about? How the preventing the project from the habits. Oh, the five-minute pickup. The five-minute pickup is truly amazing. That is the thing that will keep my overall living areas, dining, everything habits under control. And here's the beauty. If I'm doing it, if we are doing it consistently, I generally can do it while I'm working on the kitchen after supper. And then the whole house is getting that. And I'm spending those five minutes working through my dishwashing task. Okay. And then the kids are doing the rest of the house picking up. It's, it's amazing those five minutes and the impact that those five minutes have on the overall house. As you know, if you've listened to podcasts recently, um, of the realities of hiring someone to clean, um, we have, I have hired somebody to come clean. She's been three times now and, um, Anyway, I'll, I'll talk more about it later. It's really kind of funny. Well, it's very funny to me. I did not tell her until I did not tell my kids that somebody was coming to clean until the third time that she came. And the reason for that is, um, as I told you with the first one, I had blocked off the kid's bathroom for her to not go in. Cause I wanted to work in there before I sent her in there. Cause it was super scary. Um, my daughter's room and my bedroom. Well, the second time she came, I opened up the kids' bathroom, so she worked in there. The third time she came, I opened up my daughter's room, and so she worked in there. Well, my daughter came home and was, and here's what's funny. The kids had not even really noticed. They had noticed when we were picking up and making sure everything was ready for her. Okay. Like I would just tell them, go do a five minute pickup, go work in your room for five minutes. I need you guys to make sure your floors are cleared and stuff. I wasn't telling them why I was just telling them they need to go do that. Well, um, when my daughter, when she worked in my daughter's room, um, you know, that's the room where there's lots of toys. My boys, they don't really have toys anymore. They do sports and they do video games and, you know, and they ride their bikes and stuff like that, but they don't have like little stuff anymore. Like my daughter still does. So, that room, even though we had worked on it and decluttered it and picked it up and put things away, it really made a huge impact when she cleaned in there. And so my, I, my daughter came home from school and she was, mommy, you did such a great job in my room. Well, I'm not going to lie. I just hadn't mentioned it to him, but I'm not going to lie. And so I was like, well, I have to tell you something. (laughs) I said, I didn't actually do that anyway. But what's funny is talking to my 14 year old and you know, cause at that point, then of course, you know, I told all the kids and, um, so we talked about it and, you know, this idea that he didn't understand. And, you know, sometimes that makes me want to like my head explode. Cause, oh my goodness, I talk about these things all the time and I'm pretty sure I talk with him about them as well and try to explain things. But it's like, he was, he was, cause I was explained to him. I was like, you know, we have to have everything picked up because she just cleans. That's all she does. She doesn't pick up. 
And he said, he was like, I thought picking up was cleaning. And I was like, that's, I get that mentality. But you know, those daily, that's that project mentality of, I let it get really disastrous and then I clean it. And yes, oh my goodness, there's so much more to show for that. You know, that is noticeable when you go from junk everywhere, strewn all over the room to pick it all up and, you know, scrub it all down underneath. Um, yes, that has a big finish. That's a project, but that picking up is not actually part of cleaning. That's picking up. So it's kind of, I'm hoping at some point it's going to benefit this child. I mean, I'm still making them, we're not, you know, it's, it's every other week. So they still have to clean when needed, when I tell them to and all that kind of stuff, but you know, helping them to see the difference between waiting to clean and just keeping things picked up so that when you clean, then you can actually clean. I'm not sure that made sense, but I found it super interesting. I just don't know that I portrayed that or conveyed that very well. But, you know, one of the first things when I went to my first blog conference, which was the first time I had ever, you know, in person, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, identified myself as a slob to anyone ever, you know, because at that point, every it was I'd been blogging a year, things were a complete and total secret, except my husband, my best friend and my mom and my dad knew. Um, but nobody else knew what I was doing, you know, so so it was the first time I'd ever in, basically I had to introduce myself as a slob. But I remember this person asking me as we're making conversations, she said, So are you a clutter slob or a dirty slob? And I was like, Well, you know, before I started all of this, I would have said I was a clutter slob because clutter was my biggest problem. And I like things clean. I know how to clean. I, um, you know, my cleaning checklists, if you've been on, I mean, I know how to clean. That was not the issue. My mother taught me how to clean all that. I said, but so I would have told you I was a clutter slob, not a dirty slob. But the truth is you can't clean when there's clutter everywhere. So there's really no such thing as having a super clean house, but always constantly having clutter everywhere. I remember in, what was it? I was in, I think my senior year of college and I was taking ed psych, educational psychology and we had a bizarre teacher. Okay. So he would, this is just a pet peeve, totally off the topic, but he would, um, what would he do? He would lecture, basically talk the whole entire time. And we would scribble notes and scribble notes and scribble notes. And he would talk, 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 never, ever refer to the textbook. And then the tests were completely out of the textbook, like nitpicky details that he had never once mentioned in class. So, you know, after the first test, then we knew, yeah, we really don't even have to listen in class. We just have to look at the, we just have to study the textbook. But for that first test, everybody failed. Anyway, whatever. But he had this thing and he, um, what did he say? Oh, he, every once in a while he would, uh, he would call roll and he would choose one person and say, tell me something weird about you. And so anyway, and I said, I said, um, when it was my turn, I said, well, I am a germaphobe, but my house is always a mess with piles of stuff everywhere. Like I really like things clean. So basically that whole, 
you know, I really, yes, I clean and I know how to clean because I cleaned as a project. I would clean like crazy and then, you know, try to live off of that for the next month, six months, whatever. Um, I said, I said but you know, anyway, so that was, that was my thing about myself. Something weird about me. I love things clean, but I've always got piles of stuff. And he was like, you know that dust and germs and stuff in the piles, those are not really clean. And I was like, <laughs> I just know what he's talking about. You know, he's weird. Um, but he was right. I mean, I, you know, and I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to shatter you because maybe it is possible. Oh my goodness. I mean, I only live in my house, nobody else's, but my experience in my own home is if I have clutter everywhere, no matter how much I tell myself I've been cleaning, I haven't actually been cleaning. Because if there's piles of stuff, I am not cleaning under that pile of stuff. So that's that first layer. I have another podcast, I think, called Layers of a Clean House. Like I said, when you get to podcast 106, you kind of just forget what all you've talked about before. So, And then I try to remind myself that some of the radio programs that I used to listen to before podcasts, um, you know, they would say a lot of the same things over and over again. And those would just be the things that would sink in. So hopefully that'll work here too. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, po- this is podcast number 106. And um, today is October 20th of 2016. And I encourage you to go pre-order How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. You can get it wherever books are sold. Does not matter um, if it's one that's specifically listed on my website. You can go anywhere. Seriously, like anywhere. As long as you get an order number, which everybody always has some sort of order or transaction number, that's what you'll enter into the form on my site. Um, I'm going to link to that in the show notes here. And um, you will get, once you fill out that form, then you get uh, 14 days to opening your front door to guests um, as a free bonus. So thanks for joining me and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.